All right, Siegfried. I accept your challenge. Then it is agreed. You will present your good arguments, and I will present our evil ones. And may the worst side win. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Unreleased track. are silent on the western wall and we clean the rifles that we've never used at all and we're writing letters just to pass the time and the days go by on the Siegfried line Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Billy Joel A to Z. And when I say exciting, I pretty much mean the exact opposite. <laughs> yes, today, another unreleased track. In a series of tracks that it actually might be a good thing that they were unreleased. I mean, we're not talking about numbers or tell her you're in love today. No, no, no. This is a this is a folk song entitled The Siegfried Line. Never heard of it? Well, you're not the only one. It was actually released on, if you can believe it, the My Lives compilation album. Finally, no. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Finally, a good reason to purchase the album when there's something you can't find anywhere else. This song comes after the never-released Piano Man demo, so we're assuming it was written for and around the Piano Man album. Uh, the boys obviously have no rankings on this, so Alon, I'll just start things off telling you how I feel about this song, if that's all right. That's highly irregular, but I'll allow it. <laughs> Obviously, I don't like this song because it's a folk <laughs> song and I don't like folk music. That all being said, it's a Billy Joel folk song. So the question is, of course, if Billy Joel had done folk songs and gone this direction, would I like folk songs? So that is, you know, it's hard to say because as, as far as, you know, he doesn't write bad songs. This isn't the worst song I've ever heard. It's just, you know, it's not my cup of tea. But. I'm glad it's not on Piano Man because I do feel if this was on Piano Man, where it was clearly written for during this time, his career could have gone an entirely different direction. And if people like this, I don't think we would have seen anything else, let alone the fact that it's Piano Man and there's there's no piano playing in it. So that that would have been a, a, a problem calling an album Piano Man. And then you have a song that has no piano. Yeah. Piano Man and Guitar Boy. <laughs> together again <laughs> thursdays on the siegfried line <laughs> uh yeah i, I agree with you all new siegfried line at <laughs> piano man and guitar boy make trouble for our hero billy solving the case of the dutch chocolate <laughs> you like this song or i understand no i mean i think it's okay i'm I'm with you like this is it's a folk song and i don't mind folk songs unlike you like i don't i don't mind this kind of music i just think it's not billy joel like this is too too simple of a song it's just him on That's acoustic guitar sounds like a simon and garfunkel tune but yeah this on piano man it just wouldn't make sense like when billy joel does folk because he does like you could say that allentown is a folk song sure he adds a lot more to it this song is is just so simple it's nice it's nice to listen to it's catchy well, this is the reason 
we or I like Billy Joel because he'll take a folk song and then add on. So it's something Dave Juskow likes, like an Allentown. This is not for me. This is why I don't care for Bob Dylan. I understand Bob Dylan. At least I understand Bob Dylan. The Springsteen thing, I don't think I'll ever understand. But the Bob Dylan, I kind of get. And I get if you like this kind of music, I understand it. Just it is so not for me. It depresses me. It brings me down. It sounds like a 60s song rather than a 70s song. Uh, you know, just it sounds like a, like, I don't know, what, what, like a Janis Joplin like song or a, a Crosby Stills and Nash song stuff. I, I don't just, I just don't care for. Yeah, you're right. It belongs like, so he wrote this in 73. This belongs probably five to 10 years earlier. Right. And it's weird because it's a song about World War II and there's not that many. Like you think of a million songs about Vietnam. There's not a lot of popular songs out there about World War II. Jesus Christ, Alon, I never even thought about that. You're absolutely right. This is a song about World War II. Right. I guess I was thinking, I knew it was about World War II because I understand what the Siegfried line is now after, of course, looking it up. So let's just tell everybody what that is. It's the Siegfried line. It's the cocaine that Siegfried and Roy used to do before the show. No. Now that's an awesome song. The uh, Siegfried line was a fortification system constructed under the, the orders of de Fuhrer, right? During the late 1930s along the western and northern borders of Germany, known as the West Wall in Germany, but dubbed the Siegfried line by the British. It was a symbol of Germany's defense line and overcoming it. And the numerous bunkers and natural obstacles was an important part of the Allied forces campaign in World War II. It's it's funny to me. uh, Sometimes I always make a joke how we never talk about the good things Hitler did, you know, (laughs) like um, and it was always to me, it was always like, what about the transportation system he put together in Germany? They still use to this day and his artistry. I mean, it's ridiculous. But this is like, I guess, one of those things when I'm thinking about the Siegfried line. I'm think, I know what it is, but I, I'm thinking it's a transportation system. Like I'm thinking it's like a subway thing that he built that they still use today, which is just real fucked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You take the Siegfried line about 12 stops. <laughs> yeah. You get there in about 30 minutes. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. So a couple of things. I was reading Wikipedia about the Siegfried line. Uh, one thing is that it apparently like, really sucked. It wasn't good fortification at all, but they tried to act like it was like this great defensive barrier. Oh, that's interesting. And it's funny that you mentioned like the good things that came out of it because it's in disrepair, obviously, like the allies completely destroyed it. But some areas of it, the concrete like has like got pools of water in it. And so some it's like become like a nature biome situation where some animals are using it as a little bit of a refuge. Oh, that's hilarious. And that's the way it should be. Good for them that it's a piece of shit and a piece of garbage. Yeah, but it was a big, you know, look, we lost 68,000 American troops pushing through the Siegfried line. So there was a it was a big part of World War II was pushing through this into Germany. And this song is sang from the perspective of a German soldier before the Allied offensive. So this is taking place in like 1943 before D-Day where these German soldiers are just living it up on the Siegfried line. Like, oh, I heard the British are giving up the war and the Russians are going to quit by 44. Like not knowing what's about to happen to them, but they're all going to just be killed and destroyed. The Germans, you're saying? The Germans, yeah. This is yeah. from the perspective of a German. Oh, 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 it is? Oh, it's, oh, I didn't know. It's a you glossed over during my history lesson. Oh, I, I didn't realize. No, I, I that's why I was trying to figure out. I thought it was a perspective from an American soldier. I didn't know it was from a German perspective. 
Yeah, these are the Germans sitting on the Siegfried line being like, hey, we have we don't have to use our guns. We're just eating Dutch chocolate. They're feeding us well. Everything's quiet. The, the British are giving up. And then they don't know. We know that in 1944, D-Day happens. There's a huge Allied offensive, the Battle of the Bulge. Yeah, Colonel Hogan put that together. <laughs> they call him the most dangerous man in Germany. I'm sorry. I didn't know you had company. The Gestapo is not company. Frankly, I never thought much of myself. Hogan, you will show a little respect for Major Hochstetter. Just a little, sir? I mean a lot of respect. Please don't twist my words. I will take over, Clink. Tell me, Colonel, what do you know about the Manhattan Project? What is it? Maybe they're selling the island back to the Indians? Oh, I don't watch Hogan's Heroes every night, so that's the thing. I didn't know it was from the Germans' perspective. I had no idea. I didn't understand that. I know it's very similar in the sense to Goodnight Saigon and in kind of its war uh, piece. And also, or obviously, the um, instead of uh, what is it? Instead of the soft soap and Bob Hope and and Playboy, uh, the soldiers uh, had Dutch chocolate and French wine, right? So, yeah, but it's, it, but it is. It is like also a good night Saigon because you hear a little bit of like the perspective of the other side, because in that song also, you know, there's a little bit of like sympathy for, for the Viet Cong. And it's kind of like here where you're hearing it from the German perspective. They're just guys sitting on the wall thinking like, Oh, nothing's going on. This is great. I got, I got no sympathy for them. Yeah, me neither. But, and I don't know that the song does either in a way it's almost whimsical. Like look at these idiots thinking that the war is over. They don't even know what's going to hit them. What's weird about the song also is that he, like you said, the British call it the Siegfried line. The Germans call it the West Wall. But this is a German guy saying we're here on the Siegfried line. Oh, see, that's why it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So the song is completely inaccurate. It's even worse than the ballad of Billy the Kid. (laughs) No, nothing's more inaccurate than that, except for we didn't start the fire, which is full of inaccuracies. No way. Harry Truman, Doris Day. Who the hell are they? (laughs) That's a good lyric. (laughs) Thank you. But yeah, the I guess Billy, again, just wanting to be that history major, wanted to tell us some interesting stuff. And thank God he had the presence of mind to be like, well, uh, I don't think people are going to like this. Let me figure out a way to perfect this, which he did, as as we said, with Allentown and stuff like that. And so the guy really knew his limitations and what was expected of him and really never did anything besides the What's the third one? Uh, the the third album, uh, Street Life Serenade. Yeah, Street Life Serenade. I couldn't think of it for a second. Uh, <laughs> besides that album, everything he did. I mean, although it might be personal, I think he still kind of knew. Well, this is what's expected of me, and I want to put this over. Although I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, all that boat fishing and stuff like that. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. He just found a way to put over his beliefs in a good rock and roll fashion with good melodies. So we didn't care. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't make this about the German Navy, just so we could talk about boats. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. You're absolutely right. You're right. It's was- funny that he that he wrote this, like you said, like for Piano Man or during that time, because like you had the Ballad of Billy the Kid, which is a historical thing about the Old West, and then he could have put this on there, like a historical World War II. Like yes. it could have been a historical concept album of like all these different little points in time. Like here's the Genghis Khan song. That's a good point, but it's obvious that he didn't care for this song by the time even Street Life Serenade. And think about, remember, he's grabbing at straws for Street Life Serenade. He's putting in instrumentals. He's just done. He doesn't have any material. And he has this song lying around, and he still says, eh, nah, 
I'm yeah. going a different correct direction with my career and this ain't it. Yeah, at least he had the presence of mind to know that. Because I feel like nothing from this song, sometimes we can find elements from these unreleased songs later on. I don't really see any elements of this song in anything else that he's done. No, should we take a look at some of the lyrics? Yeah. So it starts off, all the guns are silent on the Western Wall. And now what you're saying is that it's being from a German point, he's saying all the guns are silent, so it's all it, it's ending. And we clean the rifles that we never use at all. And we're writing letters just to pass the time and the days go by. On the Siegfried line, isn't Siegfried um, one of the villains from Get Smart that Bernie Coppell plays? I'll just say yes, because I know you're correct <laughs> about this. I think it's a legendary character where he you know, does the accent and everything. Will you relax, Siegfried? The trouble with you is you don't have any patience. I have all the patience in the world. It's just that waiting bugs me. <laughs> uh, oh, they say the... I like when a song, when a lyric begins, oh... They say the English have given up the war and we heard the Russians won't last through 44. But a longtime soldier as an open mind. Oh, God, what is that lyric from? But a long time. So it sounds like it's from another song. But a longtime soldier has an open mind and a man grows old on the Siegfried line. Oh, I don't know why it came to mind all of a sudden. And my children who need booze. <laughs> soon soon they will say the war will be over oh oh home home we will be home in the summer no no i got that's uh but that's that bridge right yeah yeah oh we light the campfire and we drink the beer and we know the flag we fly must last a thousand years and we eat dutch chocolate <laughs> he loves food <laughs> Yeah, this whole last know, part is food. I don't know any other musician who just constantly talks about food. Things are okay in Oyster Bay. Me and Bob and a meatball hero. Fishing poles and onion rolls. Playing on the piano all day. There's a yell at the old doorbell. Brian is there with a bottle of whiskey. Get in the mood for Chinese food. Yabba dabba doo bobby. It's hilarious. It would be great if at all of a sudden the song just switched at this point and it was like 12 verses about food. Like, it just <laughs> forget the war. It's just about like, and we ate meatball subs <laughs> and sauerkraut. <laughs> we got fresh clams and ate the river trout. I was trying to be more German. I know. But then I wanted to rhyme with sauerkraut. <laughs> we eat Dutch chocolate. We drink French wine and they feed us well, just like uh, in Vietnam. Our bellies were tight. I don't know. I always thought if bellies were tight, mean they feed you well. No, that meant like tight, like wound so small. There oh, they were me, starving. Here they were doing good. To me, it was the opposite way, especially after seeing Forrest Gump, where they had all that food. You know, we eat well, there's ribs, all this stuff. So I always thought our bellies were tight, even though you're right. That seems like it would mean we're starving. But Actually, I you know, their bellies were full. It might mean also tight, like, you know, like when you're really nervous and your stomach's in knots. Oh, so that makes more probably sense. that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's it. I mean, it's the, the lyrics aren't even anything to write home about. What do you like better, the Siegfried line or the Jericho line? Oh, the Jericho line by a mile. <laughs> yeah. Also about food. <laughs> oh, that's right. It is about that restaurant on the Jericho line that serves. Uh, what is that one with the? They serve. What they have a great menu, right? Isn't that what it I forget is? what it was? But it was like the volunteer firemen would eat there. Yeah, they have a good menu at the Jericho line. They offer family cuisine. They're an old-fashioned bar. They serve the volunteer firemen because that's usually where they are. 
<laughs> That's right. It was something about the menu is unbelievable. You got to try the spaghetti and meatballs over there. <laughs> yeah. Guys, the best. <laughs> no wonder I love them. Jericho Lives. They offer family cuisine. That's At a reasonable mean. price. Does it say right. that? They offer family cuisine. That is the line we were looking for. Yeah. I mean, that's great, though. I mean, family style portions. Oh, got to love that. Love it. Every time I'm at a family style dinner, they always run out by the time they get to me. It drives me crazy. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah, that's when I have to use my Jeremy Irons line. I would like my own individual order of ginger prawns. Hannah and her sisters. No. (laughs) It's reversal of fortune. Damn it. Well, it's confusing <laughs> between doing Michael Caine, Max von Cito, and Jeremy Irons at the same time. It's kind of a mix. I can see all three of them in a movie about the Siegfried line. <laughs> Are you sure you want to ride the Siegfried line? We're going to blow the bloody walls off of it. I have to get to work. <laughs> I don't know which one of them that was. I I must. I tell you. Wait, damn it. Right. <laughs> You've been kissed tonight. I'm too smart for you walking around behind my back. And that has nothing to do with the Siegfried line. <laughs> no. but, uh, I do not sell my art by the yard. And that's from Hannah and her sisters. Yes. Okay, good. Do you like drawings? Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, We're just going to let you go for like 12 more minutes. I could do it. I watch television tonight. You know, there's all these things about Jesus and Jesus needs money. Do you know that if Jesus came back and saw what was going on in his name, he'd never stop throwing up. I watch wrestling. Can you imagine the <laughs> mind of someone who watches wrestling? It's been ages since I sat in front of the TV, just changing channels to find something. You see the whole culture, Nazis, deodorant salesmen, wrestlers, beauty contest, the talk shop. Can you imagine the level of a mind that watches wrestling? But the worst are the fundamentalist preachers, third-rate con men telling the poor suckers that watch them that they speak for Jesus. And to please send in money, 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 money. If Jesus came back and saw what's going on in his name, he'd never stop throwing up. Well, Dave, it's time for the trivia portion of the show. Do you have a stumper for me? Well, I had a stumper because I forgot that sometimes we don't use trivia for the unreleased. And I'm just excited for your parody. What? But uh, but you did it already. I uh, unfortunately, I said the Siegfried line is great and all. But what's Billy Joel's favorite line? (laughs) Yeah, the Jericho one. But I still have something on that uh, as a uh, an aside. Or a caveat, mind you, the Nazis built a dive bomber called the Stuka, <laughs> and it was used for pure evil, of course. And it was a uh, on it was a wind-driven siren that under uttered a banshee scream at maximum dive speed, which I have to say is fucking genius. Uh, I mean, if you're going to go for it all, that is evil and 
cool at the same time. Do you know what they called that horn or whatever it is, the, the siren? Do you know what they called it? I feel like it's something that like a band would use as their name in the future. No, it's called Jericho's Trumpet. Oh, uh, okay. And so for Billy to love everything Jericho. Jericho, what an asshole. But Jericho's Trumpet is one of the best ska bands. So I was correct. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> it probably is. It probably is. Jericho's Trumpet will continue in a moment. <laughs> Tonight on Jericho's Trumpet. Well, I'm driving down this road on this big old motorcycle. trouble with eight hot girls <laughs> <laughs> Jericho's trumpet was a spin-off of the Siegfried line <laughs> which itself trumpet. is a spin-off of Hogan's Heroes and Jericho's trumpet was a spin-off of BJ and the Bear <laughs> oh BJ and the Bear the sheriff hates Jericho and his trumpet I'll take you and your trumpet to court if I have to go to hell Lobo <laughs> well do you have a trivia question as long as we're having fun yeah, I got one. Oh, you came up with one too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In season two, episode seven of Jericho's <laughs> Trumpet. <laughs> I remember that episode. Yeah, it was a good one. That's the one with Paul Lynn. Ah, oh, Jericho, keep blowing. <laughs> We're almost out. This quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's my trivia. It's about Siegfried and Roy, sort of. <laughs> Siegfried and Roy had a short-lived animated sitcom on TV called Father of the Pride, which is about a family of lions that performed in their show in Vegas. The main lion was voiced by John Goodman, and he played a character named Larry. Now, Larry's mate was voiced by what actress who also plays the wife of another Larry on TV? Immediately, of course, go to Larry and Three's company, but he never got married. Of course, you couldn't possibly be talking about Hello, Larry. You're not talking about Roseanne because she I don't think she was in another sitcom. So the actress who plays his partner was on a show playing the wife of somebody named Larry. Is it Barbara Eden? No, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Larry Hagman. That's the actual actor's name. Um. He played Larry in the show. Yeah. Oh, wait. Was it Larry Sanders? No. Good guess, though. That's a good guess. Um, no. Yeah, well, that would be around that time. But we wouldn't know the actress's name. I don't remember his first wife. I think he had two wives in that show. Larry yeah, she was annoying. I'm happy they wrote her yeah, off. That's why they wrote her right off. Larry, Larry, how do I not know this? I'm dying to know. Normally, I'd be like, oh, it's taking too long, but I really want to guess it. Can you give me a hint? Okay. Can you tell me what uh, nights it, were on, what it was on. Was it a sitcom? It's, it's, you can consider it a sitcom. It's a half-hour comedy. It airs on Sunday nights. Oh, my God. It's Cheryl Hines. That's correct. Oh. 
Wow. Oh, that's good. So wait, when was this uh, series? It wasn't the series, in the 90s, it was in the 2000s? No, uh, one season in 2004. And it was um, it was the idea of Jeffrey Katzenberg from DreamWorks because he saw the Vegas show and was like, oh, I got a great idea. Oh. But in 2003 is when Roy got attacked by the tiger. So then oh, it, was, right. it was sort of on shaky ground. They didn't know if this was a good idea. And it lasted only one season. Yeah, well, it was a horrible idea from the start. And that's why nobody heard of Jeffrey Katzenberg ever again. Let alone yeah. it to well, my own that, That's not true. Uh, well, it doesn't matter. The important thing is that we're together and having a good time. That's right. <laughs> and enjoy. On the Siegfried line. On the Siegfried line, right. <laughs> well, I guess that's it because there's no parody. You sure you don't want to do a parody? No, but I liked our little food tangent we already did. So that was fun enough. And you don't like, uh, you don't want to do a parody for Jericho's Trumpet, the theme song? I can't do it on the spot, but I think maybe we can have that for a special episode. Siegfried? Just a minute. <laughs> Very clever. Siegfried McTavish. How did you know I wasn't a doctor? Very simple. You went right to the patient without even complaining about having to make a house call. <laughs> That was part one of the Siegfried line. Yay. Oh, God. <laughs> In part two, we'll really dig into those lyrics. <laughs> if you like our podcast, be sure to go to Apple and give us five stars. Well, you don't have to give us five stars. But go on. Not for this one, but, uh, you know, usually we're pretty good, I think. It's, it's hard to beg for five stars. After Please. <laughs> we release new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss a single song. Follow us on social media at Billy Joel A to Z and give us some feedback. Should Billy Joel have done an all folk album? Yeah. <laughs> Dave, not so well, set on that. I mean, if he had done it after River of Dreams, maybe. I mean, if that's all. Anything. Yeah, anything. Are you sad that Billy doesn't have any World War One, Spanish-American War, or Revolutionary War songs? Oh, yeah. Spanish-American should have been on Street Life Serenade. Done. <laughs> done. Right. That's the hit. Obvious. That's the hit. <laughs> Would you have liked more food references in this oh, song? Please. Always. Always. Absolutely. We wanted to hear about bratwurst and every other German sausage. Exactly. And beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Describe the beer. Don't just say you have beer. <laughs> yeah. And would you watch Jericho's Trumpet? Oh, who wouldn't? That sounds amazing. Coming to TV next fall. Yeah, how are we not doing that already? I'm going to start writing it up. This is silly. I, I think we've already brainstormed like 12 episodes. We have yeah. the whole first season mapped out. Yeah. How did you guys come up with this? Oh, it started on our Billy Joel podcast. I don't understand. Well, neither do we. Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, dur <laughs> During which song on the podcast? Oh, one of his big hits. The Siegfried line. <laughs> huh? <laughs> exactly. What? The Siegfried line? What's that? I remember taking the Siegfried line to Ebbets Field. <laughs> You're doing it like a... Uh... Sasha Barnco. <laughs> it was something. Yeah, it was not a good accent. It was supposed to be My old wife. Jewish man. My wife, the Siegfried line. Very good. Dutch chocolate. You got it. <laughs> French wine. Until next time, I'm Alan Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Oh, we are on the campfire and we drink the beer. And we know the flag we fly must last a thousand years And we eat Dutch chocolate 
and we drink French wine, and they feed us well on the Siegfried Line. <laughs> 